redefining narratives and shifting perspectives. Hello and welcome to chapter 20 of the Story Noir podcast. I'm your host Opal and I'm going to be facilitating a long-awaited conversation with my new homie Sunny. Sunny hails from the beautiful Hayward, California where I too have similar roots and he represents hip-hop with his rhyme schemes, content delivery, and punchlines. And he strives to become the artists that inspire him. And so we'll talk about what it's like to be in the Bay Area, specifically in the East Bay, the ways in which he uses those experiences to inform his music and create and cultivate community and the ways that we met at a talent showcase that was a project I didn't ever see myself coming through with, but eventually I did. And the ways in which that he is working on some cool projects that maybe he didn't believe in himself, but, you know, seeing it come to fruit so really with the overarching theme of investing in ourselves, manifesting the things that we want, all while maintaining the grind. And so without further ado, Sunny, welcome to the stage. Welcome to the pod. All right. All right. Happy to be here, man. That that was that was an amazing introduction. Uh, I hope I live up to it in this interview. <laughs> oh, we love to see you. Well, tell us a little bit about how you came to be a little bit of history behind your stage name and what what kind of who do you make the music for? OK, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, those are all great questions. So um, Sunny is my birth name. Uh, I used to have an alias back in the day. I'm a little shy about it, but uh, I switched it over to it just being my birth name because um, the more that I got rooted in the intentions of hip hop and the power that it can have, uh, I began to understand that when I'm on stage, it's not a persona. It's all me. It's all, you know, it's all Sonny's experiences and what Sonny brings. So um, my old name used to be a uh, uh, arsonist just because like oh you know, might catch a fire. charge <laughs> right right having fire is like oh yeah you know that guy spits fire or whatever so it was kind of like yeah that's what i'm stri- uh, striving for but um just switch it over to sunny um with instagram spotify apple music of course there's like a million names that have sunny now so to look for me or connect with me on those platforms it's sunny s-o-n-n-y dot s-o-u-f and it's pronounced South, so sunny.self. And what we do with South or S-O-U-F is uh, we're sending out unique frequencies. So um, what I like to do with our rhymes, anytime that we're delivering any type of music, whether it's freestyling or uh, my nephew that makes the beats, uh, we're sending out unique frequencies, just kind of sticking or, you know, hinting towards the vibrational frequencies that, you know, everybody, every living thing gives off and I feel like whenever you're tapping into your creative mode whatever that creative mode is for you you're sending out unique frequencies oh wow snaps to you like mic drop already and so I'm curious because you uh, mentioned you started making music only late last year early this year and so Mm -hmm. who was Sunny before you know all before you came to be you know high vibrational you know in your music all types of things what what was the past life like and how did you kind of arrive to um where you are today so i've been putting music out 
since November of 2022. So uh, we're going to hit our one year anniversary in November of 2023. So that's going to be amazing. Um, I've been writing maybe off and on for like 10 years. So it's always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, now that I'm a little older and more mature, I play into the fact that it's better that I'm doing it as a 30 year old versus a 20 year old, because I could be a lot more intentional and have a lot of understanding of the impact that music has. Um, I think if I were to have a similar trajectory that I have now, but back when I was in my 20s, I'd probably be rapping about some stuff that I wouldn't be proud of at this age. So um, <laughs> all of my music kind of comes from just like me understanding my role in my family, um, understanding the hardships that can come with having a broken family, uh, drug abuse, um, but also like the beauty in those relationships and also just what relationships mean to me as a person. Um, so all this music is, is just the way that I express myself. The best way that I could kind of say that you know, it's cathartic is uh, it keeps me from punching walls. You know what I mean? We all get angry or frustrated. And I've noticed that the more that I've taken my music with a professional perspective, uh, other aspects in my life got better. Um, I became more in tune with my voice. I was able to uh, increase my relationships, drop relationships that weren't beneficial, um, just looking at my own maturity. And then also, I was also getting better jobs since I've been doing music. So it's just kind of, hey, this is something I need to be doing is what all the signs are showing. Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, three different intersections and how they kind of align. So music, mental health and spirituality, how do all three of those maybe individually or as one inform your sound and maybe even your way of life? Yeah, that is, that is great. I like that term intersectionality too um so I think spiritually uh it helped me not only to become like a better yeah it helped me to become a better public speaker but even within that being a better public speaker just being a better speaker and listener in in general and uh a lot of my growth of being a public speaker or you know just even rapping because when I started hitting open mics November of last year, you know, it was a lot of running out of breath, you know, everyone starts at a spot where they got to grow, right? So the, the, spark, the part that I started at was, you know, I'm forgetting lines, I'm losing breath, I'm doing all this other stuff. And then I started reading books on like how to be better in front of people when it comes to public speaking. And I learned that a lot of what was holding myself back was like a lot of personal experiences where either I was told or I felt that my voice wasn't something that could empower when in reverse, it's totally different now. Um, a lot of my first project just came from a lot of frustrations that I had. And uh, just to get vulnerable for a little second, um, uh, my father was kind of in and out of my life. Uh, and I would always just kind of numb that pain with like either smoking or you know just doing whatever but now I do that a lot less and just kind of put it out in my music and 
it just seems to be what's been best for my overall health. So I think with like mental health and spirituality, it's helping me to be the better person and step into the person that I want to be. And that's just kind of like a more caring, a more intentional individual. Um, I even have, you know, these like affirmations that are definitely influenced by hip hop as they allow me to rhyme with these affirmations as well. So it's been kind of like, I don't want to say like a 180 in my life, but it's been only, it's only been improvement just kind of my whole health wise. And and I think that's just kind of what's going to keep me going. Okay, man, like so many mic drop moments. And so I think this segues perfectly to um your song, Go For It. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I was listening to it. I felt very motivated in the sense I, I had like manifestation vibes of like, hey, if you have an idea, kind of like the mm-hmm. Nike theme of just do it. I kind mm-hmm. of have those two themes together. But what was kind of your creative process for that specific song? Because I, I really was gigging to it. I was like, I like okay. it. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that because I'll uh, I just recently like took it off the set that I used to perform because like I think towards the end of that first verse, it gets a little recording it it came out really good but like when I perform it you know you're at the end of this verse you've already been kind of you know spent your energy and then you have like this crazy rhyme rhyme scheme at the end and like it kind of just it's it's really difficult to do in real time too but um that song actually came about with one of my homies uh Gabe the Sage uh we do music together we have a couple tracks together he's on that track as well and um we that was one of the songs where we where I've had the most fun recording and performing because uh the way we came up with the hook he had like the building blocks for the hook and then I was just kind of like adding some stuff into it and when me and him write together especially on these hooks uh he provides these really great great foundations and then he's also Uh, a very dedicated artist to where he doesn't get attached to what the initial piece is. And because of that, we're able to kind of bounce ideas here and there a lot, very freely. So it it ended up being really cool because, you know, we were just kind of at this point where like feeling 50-50 about our music, like, oh, should we be doing this? Should we be doing something else? And then it was just kind of like, so many people misrepresent music and make it very profitable for themselves. So I was like, imagine what's going to happen when we are representing it correctly. And we're also putting it in the hands of those people that could make it profitable. So um, it's definitely taking these risks because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to stop you from pursuing your art is literally you. As much as you like your art, as much as I love hip hop, there's somebody who loves metal or funk or another genre as much as I love hip hop. I might not understand it, but it don't, I don't have to, you know what I mean? Because I know that I like hip hop as much as you know they enjoy this or as much as they enjoy anime or something like that. So it's just, you know, you got to go for it, just like the song says. Absolutely. And so tell me about the project that you are working on to embody bringing those different kinds of musical artists together and making it profitable because you're you're now, you know, working on a cool event. Tell the people. 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's going to be great. I have it's going to be amazing. I am working with my homie No Expressions, who's another MC out in Hayward, and we are both we both handpicked three other performers. So we have a a total of eight performers and uh his DJ Def Kid 1 who's going to be our DJ for the night and uh we I've always had this it came to me in a dream once, but I can get into that a little bit later. But I've always had this vision to where me as an artist, I want to be a rapper. No, no, no. Let me rephrase. I never wanted to be a rapper. I always wanted to be an MC. And I understand that an MC is a different tier of a performer where community is at the forefront of what they do. So I want to make music. I don't know how long I can make music for. But what I do realize is once I start to see the end of that time of me making music in between that, I want to be able to be a platform for other artists because I just want to be able to be connecting all of these talented individuals because there's so much talent, but there is, I don't know if it's a lack of or just a lack of my perspective, but there's not really a lot of platforms that are like, whoa, this person's super talented. Let's give them the boost they need. Let's give them the encouragement they need. Let's get them to the right resources. And I just kind of want to be the change that I wanted to see in hip hop. I've been waiting for rappers to say something real and I figure it could be me still. So oh, man. And yeah. that's, and that's the intention with the story noir podcast is having these deep rooted conversations and getting these and creating our own platforms and not waiting for, you know, someone else to give us permission so exactly, yeah. that's, that's a really beautiful um theme and so what are some kind of so with the name story noir we oftentimes talk about kind of the things that inform us that but we might not necessarily have them at the forefront of our minds and so you had talked about having family members that had you know substance use issues and broken families and things like that and so that would be considered your story noir because it's not necessarily the first thing people know about you but it is something that informs your music and so how do you kind of take those shadow elements of those experiences and infuse it into your music and like an empowerment standpoint, opposed to like, what was me? Because it seems like you have that really positive out outlook, um, contrary to having kind of an adverse experience in your life. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, we, you know, everybody's experience is different. Everybody has different highs and lows. Um not everybody's sometimes some people's lows are so low that they can't even express it or they don't they don't find a time or a place or feel invited to. And um, I've had a lot of growth in that area. With much support from when I was going to Chabot College, when I was going to Chabot College, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm gonna be a rapper, da, 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 do all this stuff and go to school and then, you know, do rapping on the side. But then there was a few professors who ran like a men's support group uh, where we were invited to kind of talk about those things that stress us out that maybe we're not invited to talk about, whether that's like perspectives, societal expectations, or, you know, things that may be traumatic to each other. So um, those same professors were also, uh, shout out to the JAC, Justice Arts Collective, those same professors also linked up with students, discovered their talents, provided them the space, and we would do, we would make music, we would make music, there would be somebody on the trumpet, there'd be somebody on the drums, there'd be a couple MCs, and we were just kind of just making this music about like social observations and trying to see how we can change 
the minds of the oppressed by, you know, sharing stories. And um, that's when I had a lot of growth and realized the difference between like a rapper and an MC. And a lot of my music was very like, or a lot of the intention at the time was like very socially justice, social justice was like the main forte to it, which is something I still carry today, but also kind of like toned back a little bit because I think with some music, most music, you know, music is always subjective, right? And there's some music that I hear that's like super political, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know if I can listen to like fact after fact after fact without like absorbing it, absorbing it or finding a rhythm or finding something that makes it unique other than just like, you know, the, these like very political rhymes. So um, I kind of found like a medium between my very, very first alias and also understanding the intention that we can have with hip hop. So right now we're just kind of listening to that blend. And I feel that even as I'm making new music, uh, sometimes I drift more into the perspective of like, okay, a lot of shit got to change. And sometimes I drift back into the other perspective where like, man, we just gotta, we just gotta do it. So it's, it's been interesting. It's been fun, but uh, I'm excited to kind of see what's going to be the next level. And that, that was going to be my next question, because as you had said, you only started this last year in November. And as it is today, September uh, the 21st, it hasn't even been one year. And so because you work with the power of manifestation, what do you see for yourself? Yes, yes. So um, we are scheduled. We are expected to have a few more releases. So I've since November, I, I dropped on Tundra. That was a double side. So it was side A, side B. After that, uh, we took a little step back in like seriousness and just kind of came out with a video game nostalgia tape. And that was called uh, Nintendos and Extendos with the homie Gabe the Sage. Uh, Balafonte97, who's my nephew, did all the beats for and, and the mixing and the mastering. So we, I've had on Tundra, side A, side B. I've had... Um, Nintendos and Extendos, I dropped Parlay, which was kind of like going to be like a teaser for the rest of the stuff that we have coming out this year. Uh, got a couple features on there, Gabe the Sage, Jacob Dale Oakland, and uh, we are going to have, I'm going to have another tape with my homegirl Haley. Um, she's a phenomenal MC and a singer, so that tape is going to come out this year. Uh, me and Gabe the Sage have a tape that's going to come out this year. And then I have another tape that's going to come out this year. So we're trying to end. Yeah. The year, yeah, we're trying to end the year strong. So that way we start the year even stronger. So it, it's just all about building that momentum and maintaining it. Wow. Well, by all means, you have like a strong backing behind you because, you know, we're all rooting for you. If you could do this within not even 12 months, like imagine what you could do um, going forward. So yeah, I'm rooting for you, Sunny. And I definitely want to drop um, within the episode a few um, teasers of the songs um, that you had highlighted because yeah, it's just positive energy. And I and I was laughing to myself when you said Nintendos and Extendos. Tell me, <laughs> let's, let's double click on that one because I didn't actually explore that one. Tell me, tell me more about it. So that one is, um, so we have, a, like, it's, I think it's only four songs and me and Gabe the Sage and Balafonte 97, you know, I, I think we grew up at a time where video games were, you know, your characters were like these little squares. And nowadays, man, these kids are so, 
they're so spoiled, right? Like everything's like VR and super cool. And like, they didn't have to go through, you know, playing playing with a Game Boy that didn't even have a backlight. So you had to plug in this little light and, you know, you, you got to go buy six to eight batteries so you can listen to your Walkman and play your Game Boy at the same time. So it's just a lot of that nostalgia is into this tape. We have a track about Game Boys, getting Game Boys, uh, you know, I have an older brother, so every game system that was eventually mine was a hand-me-down. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, I'd have I'd rock a hand-me-down video game any day. You know what I mean? So um, we talk about uh, the, there's a track called Game Boys. There's a track called Boss Battle where we're kind of put ourselves as a main character where we're going to, you know, have this crazy boss battle that we've seen in a lot of the video games that we had growing up. There's also a track um, that has like a Halo soundtrack. We were really big Halo fans growing up. And then there was even another track, man, I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but they were all video game influenced. And I see, I don't play video games anymore. But I noticed that a lot of the new video games have such a long loading time or waiting time. And this tra this this tape is like less than 10 minutes. So like, man, if you're waiting for your video game to load, start playing, you know, listen to Nintendo's Extendos. It'll, that's it'll so be cool. And I even think that that's a market that you can tap into, because as you had said, your music doesn't just have to have one through line theme of, you know, struggle or this or that you talk about gaming you talk about things that you see within the bay area you talk about vacation like there's so many different kinds of themes that i think is really cool so yeah i definitely had to to learn more about that because i think that's a really cool name and so i want to also um leave space if you have any questions for me as well because i'm always curious to know what what the what's on people's minds i think the, i do have a question for you and it's just kind of like how did you get into being this wonderful platform for artists because not only are you know we're having this amazing interview and this conversation right now and it's just allowing me to kind of understand the depth that I have as an artist but you know this this platform you're providing you you've also linked what was it like 16 acts for this you yeah 17 of y'all that performed at Zellerbach yep that was and I, you <laughs> know I, I can understand that's not something that you can do you know, that's not like a 30 minute project where you're like, okay, everything's done. Now let's go have this, you know, let's go have this performance. And now it's like, you guys put it together so aware of each of the acts and so gentle and at the same time, so decisive to where everything just flowed perfectly. And like, I, I've been to other events where it's like, all right, I showed up, I'm the act. Like you guys said, music starts at one, it's like three o'clock, what's happening? You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, big, much praise to you and then providing that platform. But I, I just want to understand, like, how did you get into this version of yourself? Wow. Thank you for the question. So I think it is like that, that trifecta in a sense of like spirituality, believing in yourself, um, which kind of coincides with mental health and just that sense of community as well. So the first one of like spirituality, really envisioning something that you've never really seen before. Well, I guess, seen at my own hand. So I knew that I enjoyed attending events. And that, that's actually kind of the history of Taylor and I's engagement was like, hey, girl, I really want to like, you know, attend some of your events again, action word attend, um, mm -hmm. you know, help out, see what's good. And then she was like, why don't you actually help? Like, let's work on stuff together. I was like, really? 
I can't envision that, but let's see what what's good. And so, um, as you had said, it definitely was not a 30 minute project. Um, neither is story noir as a whole, but it's really putting something out there that I want to see. Like mm-hmm. to me, you know, as we're, we're always online, we're always scrolling and there are different things that I, conversations that I like to have, but that I might not necessarily see, or I'll watch something and I'm like, dang, I really wish that they expanded upon it in this sort of way. And just kind of letting that thought go. But then something clicked. I was like, maybe I should just go and create it and do it myself. Again, not as easy as I'm making it sound. It's definitely taken some time. But the initial intent of the Story Noir podcast was to um, record like family history. So I wanted to have like, you know, elder members come in, kind of reflect on their life and, you know, tell me all about it because I I enjoy talking to older members of my family and older members of the community. But over time, I think it evolved into something much more because I've had, I'd like to have deep conversations with people and I've walked away from, you know, several conversations like, dang, we could have just recorded this and had it be a podcast episode. And so as those conversations continued to happen, this was like over the span of um, the lockdown, I was like, maybe I should like everybody else get a, a microphone and start recording, but um, con- consistently doing it. And as you said, the the platform element I didn't really foresee Story Noir being that platform. Again, it was more archival. It was more of like, hey, if you want to keep, you want to record this, you can keep it forever. Here's like the raw file. But again, more people were having these really cool conversations. I was like, this needs to be recorded. I'll be the one to do it. And so you can kind of revisit it as you want to. It's kind of my gift to you. And so it wasn't it didn't start with the intent of like, this is going to be a multinational worldwide, you know, extravaganza. Should it be by all means bless. But the main intention it again is kind of that, like having, as Taylor said, you know, coffee and conversation, we sit down, we get to know each other and, you know, really figure out those different points that we might not even thought about before. So we leave with something more than what we came with and that, is essentially story noir embodied. And it's something that feeds my soul. Um, I think I started to go full steam ahead with it like last year around like September. And so I'm like, dang, this is something that I'm actually really enjoying. I like this and I can do it at scale and it really positively impacts people in in many different ways. So why, why the heck not? And so um, 2023 is when I um, started to really kind of be like, all right, universe, let's get these opportunities. And here we are today having this conversation when, yeah, a year ago, if you would have told me, I'd be like, huh, what? I get to interview artists and they they want to come on the Story Noir podcast. And y'all are like, man, this has been such an honor. And I'm like, what? Really? Thank you. So yeah, it's, it's by all means, I remain humble in every element of this project as it comes to fruition similar to you. I'm not sure what it's necessarily going to look like in the next year, but I'm I'm welcoming it. And so that's why I'm really, you know, grateful to be able to witness your journey and that you're here with me over the evolution because you're, you know, what I like to call like a seed investor. You're here from the beginning. You know, you, you can say I was on chapter 20 of Story Noir and now she's on, you know, show 5000. And yeah. So anyway, that, that was a long answer, but thank you for that. No, I feel that because it's always like, you know, I, there's so many opportunities to grow. And this is one of those ones where I felt like, oh, yeah, I, I got to be a part of this. So um, I, you know, I can feel 
how much intention and awareness you put into what you're doing not only because it's not only for you it's not only for me uh making these kind of archives it, it gives people hope right it's like if we don't document what's going on now how are we going to appreciate what we have later a hundred percent it's like when you manifest the big house and the car and whatnot how are you not going to remember you know how it was back in the day how you was living then because again it gives you that perspective and that actually is one of the main reasons I really like having the um, guests say redefining narratives and shifting perspectives because by the end of the conversation they're like oh man it makes sense it, it's not just a tag it's not just a fancy tagline like it actually does make sense because again redefining the narrative is like dang I never thought about it that way shifting the perspective is like man now I think about it this way and you know let me go tell everybody else about something new that I learned because yeah. So that's, I think that, you know, I've learned a lot more about you. I think the listeners have obviously learned so much more about you, but it seems as though you've reflected on some things for yourself. So you might have some songs to write after this, Sonny. So, you know, give, give me some producer credit, you know, no, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. But no, I feel it. I yeah. feel it. No, it's definitely, uh, I'm getting fueled up to my next recording session is going to be on October 4th, like the 4th, 7th, going to have like a little artist retreat. I'm, uh, okay. I'm going to be house sitting for some family over in Petaluma. Uh, they have these huge, wonderful dogs. They have a couple of cats. They uh -huh. have chickens. They have a nice, uh, nice couple of acres. And I'm just going to kind of be out there with my equipment and get you know have some time for myself but uh i really enjoy having a nice couple of days to do some recording because yeah. i don't you know we we also work we also have family we also have mm -hmm. relationships so it's hard to kind of just be like oh i'm gonna write and record every day which is definitely the goal but um i kind of just plan it like quarterly oh if i could record three or four times out the year but man when we're recording you know we're walking away with you know 10 12 recordings we're not just kind of you know going in there for one and done so it's going to be interesting it's going to be fun and we're just trying to continue this momentum so that way you know we're not we're not waiting for 2024 to start to have some momentum like no we're going to carry this into the next year well, I am rooting for you. You see me and my my puppy right here, me and my baby realm. We're rooting for you. We're going to be listening. We'll definitely be at the shows and spreading the word. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat on the Story Noir podcast. And like I said, you know, you've seen it from early on, only more evolution. And so um, once again, for the listeners, where can we find you in the internet streets and on the streaming platforms? Spell it out for the people. Yes, yes. So the website is coming soon. We're working on the domain of just being sunny.souf. Um, so that might take a little bit of time. But if you want to connect with me on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, or any of those music platforms, it's sunny, S-O-N-N-Y dot S-O-U-F. If you say it all together, it's pronounced sunny.self. And uh, the S-O-U-F is sending out unique frequencies. So um, I think now is a great time to grow with us. Uh, you can connect with us. And I just like making music that is me. That's, that's essentially all that it is. But uh, there's a whole lot of me to put into the music. So, you know, we're going to keep growing that catalog. 
Woo, woo. Well, y'all better tap in, let the people know, and I'll, um, I'll add a couple of clips of Sunny's music um, towards the end of the show. But if anything, thank you so much and know that I'm rooting for you. Woo, woo. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll be.